Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Hello, everyone. This is Ashley Adams, your host for House of Cards. We've got a great show, a great guest, a very interesting author and writer. His name is Jack Harpster. He's written a book called King of the Slots, the biography of William Cy Red, who was uh, a great businessman in the field of electronic machines like slot machines. We're going to be talking to him. And then we're going to talk to a professional crapshooter, crap instructor, and author. He's written a few books. His most recent is a book about murder and gambling and intrigue called Dark Money. We're going to talk to him. And then, of course, we'll have our mailbag segment. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Hey, it's Ashley from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep. Now, not only can you pick up the special deal for four my pillows when you use our promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the my pillow mattress. The my pillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers, providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call one 800 319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? (laughs) 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams. And as promised, we are here with a great guest. He is a retired newspaper guy and an author and a writer. He has recently written a wonderful book that I read cover to cover called King of the Slots about William Cy Red, who is a fascinating character. We're here on the phone with Jack Harpster. Jack, are you there? I am. Great. Well, you know, I've read your bio sheet. I've read this book. And I got to say, I am already impressed, even though we haven't talked. Can you give our listeners a kind of thumbnail sketch of your career up to writing this book? Okay. Um, went to the University of Wisconsin and majored in journalism. But in my final year, I transferred from thought of being a journalist to, to the thought of getting into the advertising side of the newspaper business because there was more money in it, quite frankly. I got my first job in 1959 on a small regional newspaper in Southern California. And I started out as an advertising sales trainee um, and spent 23 years uh, on on that newspaper. Um I was advertising director of that paper and two other ones owned by the same owner uh, in Torrance, California. Uh, when I left there in uh, 1986 to become um, director of advertising and new media for the Las Vegas Review Journal down down south of me here in, in Las Vegas. Um, I did that for the next 16 years and then retired in uh uh, 2002, after a 43-year career on the advertising side of the newspaper business. Um, and then you got up to Reno? Well, yeah. But we, My wife and I continued to live in Las Vegas for about, oh, two, three more years. And then uh, decided, that, you know, Las Vegas was going through tremendous growth in the 90s and in the early 2000s. And we just decided we wanted to get to somewhere a little quieter. And um, <clears throat> I did want to stay in Nevada, however, so we came up to Reno because primarily because of the university up here, because I was writing at that time and wanted a university where I could do my research because I write solely uh, nonfiction. I'm not a fiction writer and uh, helps to have a nice university with a big library close by. Yes, at least in the days before the Internet, that was certainly true. Yes. So you came up to Reno. Were you yourself a gambler at all, or were you strictly interested in the academics behind the gambling culture? I was not a gambler. Well, not when I said I was not a gambler. When I, when we lived in Las Vegas, my wife and I would play video poker, uh, just a form of recreation down there, and that was the only gambling I ever did. I don't think I've put a dollar on the table for anything else other than video <laughs> poker in the you know, in, in the entire years that I've uh, that I've been a Nevadan, so it really had nothing to do with the gambling culture at all. So, tell us then about your journey to write about and eventually come out with a book about uh, William Red, Cy Red, the King of the Slots. I knew about Cy's history from living in Las Vegas and how important he was in the gaming industry. And uh, Cy had started out his career his gaming career in uh, in Reno after he had been in the he had been in the uh, slot machine not in the slot machine business but uh, with um, yeah, in the coin operated machine business for many many years before he came to Reno and um, founded IGT which is now the world leader in manufacturing slot machines is the man behind the invention of video poker uh, mega jackpots and a number of other things and uh, I realized all of that from my time in both Las Vegas and Reno and I decided gee this is a man whose whose story should be told uh, I uh, am primarily a biography and or a history writer and I'd written about three or four biographies before and I just decided that Cy Reds was a story that needed to be told so that's when I began working on uh, on that book now you you write you you mentioned that he got his start in coin operated machines i think his big explosion of income came from the jukebox industry right 
Well, he started in pinball machines, and he did pretty, pretty well in those. And then he went into jukeboxes, and his timing was perfect. It was just at the time that jukeboxes were getting, becoming very, very popular. And he ended up owning the, uh, uh, the New England distribution of slot machines. And yes, he did pretty well. Um, and then he was, uh, you know, offered a chance to uh, buy uh, Bally by the Bally Company in Chicago to come out and take over the regional distributorship of uh, slot machines in Nevada, and he just couldn't resist. I mean, this was the only type of slot machine he had never been involved in, and and he came out and just set the world on fire. The man was a superb salesman. He wasn't the world's best manager by any means. He had a lot of flaws in that regard, but he was just an absolutely fabulous salesman. And Bally just had a brand new type of slot machine, the first what they call electromechanical slot machine manufactured. Everything before that had been strictly a mechanical machine. Springs and gears and pulleys made it run and everything. But the electromechanical was brand new, and Cy came to Reno to sell those products to the casinos in Reno originally. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you've got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. Uh, listeners, for those of you who just tuned in, we are talking with Jack Harpster, who is the author of many books and writer of many articles, but has uh, most recently written King of the Slots, which is the story of William Cy Red. I said most recently, do you have any books out since then? Oh, yes. Uh, King of the Slots actually was published in 2010. And I've got about four or five out since then. Uh, my most recent book uh, was written for the uh, Reno Sesquicentennial, or 150th anniversary, which happens next month here in Reno. And I wrote a book called The Genesis of Reno, The History of the Riverside Hotel and the Virginia Street Bridge. Those are the two oldest occupied sites in what became Reno. And by telling the story of those two sites, it brings in the the whole story of the city as well. And that book actually came out in 2016, but was written with the sesquicentennial in mind. Well, let me ask you, um, as long as you brought it up, how is it that Reno developed as a city? We all know about Las Vegas and the legalization of gambling. Um, Tell us about Reno. I know that divorcing is part of its history, Uh, the Basque shepherds coming there. But tell us the history, at least very briefly. The Comstock Lode, the largest discovery of silver in the history of the United States, uh, um, was started in 1859. They first discovered uh, uh, silver uh, in the Virginia mountain range, which is a little little bit east of Reno. And um, there was no food close by, however, so they had to bring food over from California. So you had a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of wagons carrying food coming across the Truckee River, which runs right through today's Reno. And you had a lot of people still going to the California gold fields, even though those were about to give out. So you had a lot of traffic back and forth. And an entrepreneur who saw a chance to build a uh, toll bridge across the river to, to bring all this traffic back and forth came in in 1859, set up, a, a, got a toll bridge franchise and uh, built a, a bridge and a little inn and tavern right across the river. He then sold that about two years later to a man named Myron Lake, who was another entrepreneur. And um, when the... Uh, Central Pacific Railroad was due to build from Sacramento to Omaha to meet the uh, Union Pacific Railroad and form the first transcontinental railroad in the United States. Uh, Lake sold most of his property in what would become Reno to the Central Pacific Railroad um, for its eastern Nevada depot. And the railroad came right through town, and so Reno was founded in 1859 and originally was a railroad town. I so see. there's there's the early history of when it started. When did gambling come to Reno? Well, being a railroad town and a western town, there was always uh, gambling, illegal gambling. Um, but gambling was made legal for quite a few years in, in the 1800s, and I'm not remembering the exact date. But it was legalized in the state of Nevada. The... the um, the state was uh, was made a state, I believe. And then in 1910, the do-gooders in town uh, got that law turned over, and it was illegal to gamble in Nevada. But it continued anyway in the in the back rooms and down the alleys and everything. And then in, in 1931, legal uh, legal gambling was once again passed, and and it's been in effect ever since. So there was always gambling in Reno, just because of the type of place it was. But it's been legal now since 1931. I see. And uh, how did divorce become so popular in Reno? Because that's, you know, in the 50s or even before, people talked about it at the divorce capital of the United States. Where did that come from? Sure. Well, the first the first divorce in Nevada happened right around the turn of the century, around 1900, because Reno uh, had very, very loose divorce laws here. And because of that, uh, a lot of wealthy Eastern people started coming out here to Reno because it was so easy to get a divorce. Um, and, uh, you know, that kind of kicked off the divorce movement. And as time moved around, like in 1931, when they passed the gambling law I was telling you about, they also shortened the residency requirement. When I say they, I'm talking about the, the government. Uh, shortened the residency requirement to only six weeks. So you moved to Nevada, um, you only had to stay here for six weeks, and then you, your divorce could be could be final. And this was bringing hordes and hordes of very wealthy Eastern people out here to Nevada, um, and they would be out here with uh, uh, with their family and with their witnesses if they had that, and with their servants if they were extremely wealthy, which many of them would. Uh, and stay the six weeks, then get their divorce, and then go on back home. So that that started at the turn of the century, but really was kick-started in 1931 with that loosening of the requirements. Uh, and the divorce industry was huge in Las Vegas all the way up through the 50s. It did, it did taper off and eventually fall off completely in the 60s, but for a half a century, it was huge business here. Um, fascinating. I, you know, I was looking at all the other books you wrote, and I'd love to have you come on and talk about silver dollars because there's a whole interesting history of the collecting of silver dollars, the use of silver dollars, the uh, and the like. But we don't have time for that. I would like to ask you one last question, and you should feel free to take a couple of minutes to answer it if you want. You've written so many books and so many articles. Are you still working on stuff, or have you said, nah, I think I'm done? <laughs> well, good question. Um, I'm, I'm 81 years old now, and after my last book, which was The History of Reno, I mentioned, um, I decided I did. A book is a, about a three- or four-year commitment to do 
the research, to get it written, to get it published, and to do the initial promotion when it comes out. It's three or four years, and at 81 years old, I just decided I didn't have another one in me. But then I did decide I was going to write my autobiography just for my family. I've got a lot of family things I know, family stories and everything I wanted to preserve. So I decided for my my daughter and my granddaughter primarily that I was going to write this autobiography. I'm not going to have it published. I'll just get 100 copies printed or something like that and make it available to family. Have you but started it? Articles are con- sure. I'm sorry. Have you started the autobiography yet? Oh, I'm about 90% finished with it, huh? Well, I suspect, Jack, given how engaging you are, that when you get that published and you make 100 copies and then the family will say, no, you need some more for the libraries, and you get a few hundred copies, some other idea is going to percolate that you're going to say, yeah, well, what the heck, I'll do that too. That's what scares me, to be honest (laughs) with you. Although I am still writing articles. So, you know, that's uh, that's a much quicker thing to do. Still requires quite a bit of research and everything. So as of right now, for the most part, you know, that's keeping my hand in this writing. I've got a... I've got an article coming out uh, just next month in Nevada Magazine, which is our statewide magazine, about the sesquicentennial of Reno. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my hand in right now just doing those kind of things. Uh, uh, we're going to have to move on, but I'll tell you, Jack, this was a wonderful interview. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I really have enjoyed this interview You very too, much. Ashley. Okay, take Thanks care. Thanks so much. You're welcome. That was Jack Harpster, author of many books and many articles and uh We just talked to him about King of the Slots, a great biography of William Cy Red, who really was uh, the baron of the slot machine industry for many years. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with another guest. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. And you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep. And that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. The hotel rooms here are very comfortable. But some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a minute to talk to you about being genius. How would you like your coffee delivered right to your door every month, maybe two times a month? Well, now that can happen with Bean Genius. Bean Genius sells freshly roasted coffee from some of the best independent coffee roasters in the country at beangenius.com. And Bean Genius actually learns their customers' individual taste preferences, then suggests future coffee blends for them. 
Well, how do they do that? Well, this is the cool thing about Bean Genius. Over at BeanGenius.com, they use an algorithm which learns the coffee flavors you like and then pairs up what you like with the coffee that they have in stock. And it's all based upon you. Every time you order, the system learns. The system learns your preferences as you go along and order more and more coffee. And now, all our listeners can get a special offer. You head on over to BeanGenius.com slash subscription, and you'll be able to get 10% off your purchase when you use our promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E, at checkout. That's 10% off at BeanGenius.com slash subscription with promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E. BeanGenius.com, the smart specialty coffee subscription service. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S dot com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at one 855 Pro Lawyers for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Dinovite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> Order a 90-day supply of Dinovite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free. This week at Dynavite.com. Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of May 14th, 2018. Atlantic City will be getting two brand new casinos this summer, and they'll be opening on the same day. Both the Hard Rock Casino and the Ocean Resorts Casino on the boardwalk announced that they will be opening on June 28th. Hard Rock took over the property, which was formerly the Trump Taj Mahal, and the Ocean Resorts Casino is on the site, which was formerly Revel Casino. A former Ohio mayor has been convicted in a gambling probe. Ralph Infante, who had been mayor of Niles, Ohio for 24 years, has been found guilty of multiple charges that include theft, tampering with records, and gambling. Ohio's Attorney General said that Infante received close to $200,000 from unreported cash gifts and from operating an illegal gambling house. And finally, Justify wasn't the only big winner in the Kentucky Derby last week. A Texas woman at the Ratama Park racetrack made a pick-five bet on the Derby and the four prior races at Churchill Downs. She ended up winning all five races, which means her $18 bet turned into $1.2 million. You just gotta love the Derby. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Forget about April showers. At Borgata, it's raining cash. At Borgata's Spring Poker Open, April 10th through the 27th, featuring over 43 heart-pounding events, including the $1 million guaranteed opening and live streams championship events. Qualify online for as little as $5 at BorgataPoker.com. Borgata Spring Poker Open, April 10th through the 27th. Complete tournament details available at TheBorgata.com. Must be 21 over. Online gaming available in New Jersey only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, let's play some damn cards.
Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back. Uh, we on this show love to have people who have done many things in the world. We are fortunate to have a guy who's been a lawyer, who is an expert crapshooter, and is also a pretty good writer. Uh, he's written a few different novels set in the gambling and gangster world. He is here to talk about his latest, which is Dark Money. His name is David Medansky. David, are you there? Yes, I am. So give our listeners a little bit of your background, and then we can talk a little bit about your book. Thank you, Ashley, for having me on. Um, I was an attorney in Phoenix, Arizona, and practiced family law until 2005 for about 13 years. A world-class expert on playing craps. And then I turned my passion to writing novels about um, gangsters in Las Vegas in different settings using my legal background and originally from Chicago. So I tie everything together. Okay. Um, I'm curious um, how you did both things. So let's start with becoming a uh, an expert crapshooter. How did you decide to do that? Actually, when I was practicing divorce law, I uh, was suffering from depression and anxiety, and it was my psychiatrist that suggested I write about something as a diversion because I could not turn my mind off at night from my clients and my cases. And one of my interests was craft, so I started reading a lot about it and studying it, and that's how I became interested in it, and that was my diversion from the law, so to speak. So where, if you were living in Chicago, where would you shoot crap? Would you go to Las Vegas, or did you find, uh, was this when the casino at uh, Hammond opened up, or where did you shoot crap? Well, actually, I was in uh, Phoenix at the time I started practicing law. I had moved from Chicago to Phoenix. I to Las Vegas. I see. Did you ever, do they have crap tables at Turning Stone? I mean, at uh, uh, Turning Stick or whatever the Casino Arizona name is? Talking Stick, that's right. It's Talking Stick. And no, they they have an electronic uh, pop-up price game, but not actual craps tables. I see. So you'd go to Las Vegas, which is very close. And uh, did you learn how to have uh, controlled throws, or how did you end up with an advantage such that you could call yourself a professional? What I did is uh, I started the mathematical probabilities and the statistical probabilities of the outcome of the dice. And based on that, I came up with some different betting methods. I also learned to be what they call a dice influencer, where you set the dice a certain way, grip it a certain way, and toss it a certain way. And meeting other people who were dice influencers, I learned different betting methods. And we would have discussions on what would work, what didn't work. And what we found out is, the best way to be at the table is to be flexible and see what's actually happening because there's ebbs and flows and patterns in the game. So you're saying that there are ebbs and flows that can be predicted accurately enough to get an advantage? Yes, I'm right about um, 67, 70% of the time based on what I observe at the table. And then when you throw in mathematical probability, I can increase it to 83%, and if I take a big risk, I can increase it to 94%. Wow. So I noticed uh, when I was reading some of the background material on your crap method that you encourage people not to get greedy, that they should be willing to uh, settle for a modest win per session. Uh, do you still hold to that, that people, that if you are – reasonable in your goals, you can end up with a profit? Yes. Um, What I advocate and teach my students is most professional gamblers make between $300 and $500 a day, and they work five days a week, which is between $75,000 and $125,000 a year for a couple hours of work. And you just want to make your money and leave the table, because if you stay at the table too long, the tendency is to give it back. You get tired, you get fatigued, um, and you get distracted. So usually I'm only at the table for anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour per session. And what I tell people, if I'm making $100 a session and do three sessions you know, a day, that's $300 a day. 
And some of it involves controlled throwing and setting the dice, or can you do that even with no controlled throwing, no setting of the dice? I do it without touching the dice. I, I do not. I can set the dice and influence them. I'm not very accurate with it, but I usually bet on other people, other shooters, and usually the random who I don't even know. Because when I go to a table, I never know who's going to be there. This is amazing to me. You know, as a as a person that studied gambling, uh, I've always been taught that there is a built-in house advantage to craps that, you know, maybe some controlled shooters might be able to influence. But you're saying that you can gain an advantage over uh, the house by varying your bets based on how the the luck is flowing or the ebb and flow of the, whether it's a hot table or a cold table or a choppy table or something. How do you respond to people that say what you're saying is impossible? Well, there are people that are doing it right now. I know I have friends that make a living part-time um, between 40 and 50,000 a year consistently for the last six, seven years. And I know people that make, as much as 125000 a year as their full-time profession, and they've done it consistently for the last, you know, five to ten years. Well, that's certainly anecdotal evidence to the contrary, then. That's amazing. Our listeners, by the way, we're talking to David Medansky, who is a professional crapshooter, instructor, and also an author. Uh, I'd like to get to you being an author. What was your first book that you wrote? My first book is called Flamingo's Baby. And it's about Valentina Benjamin in 1968 at age 21, learns for the first time that she was adopted and that her biological parents are Bugsy Siegel and Virginia Hill. Is this based on fact or is it just a a whimsy from you of what could have been? It's just a whimsy of what could have been. There is no Valentina Benjamin. A lot of the storyline is based on true characters. Um, Valentina has to meet Peter Lawford of the Rat Pack, and she meets Bobby Kennedy and a few other people along the way. Um, Without giving too much of the story away, she learns that she's adopted when an attorney from Chicago, Sam Shaw, shows up at her work at the MGM Studios and hands her an envelope. When Sam Shaw leaves the parking lot of the studio, his car blows up and Valentina and her boss run out, and someone starts shooting at him. That's the uh, first chapter of the book. And uh, when did you start work on your latest novel, Dark Money, and tell us what that's about? Dark Money started uh, a year ago in November. about was a friend of mine, Marty Selden, wrote the foreword to our book, Greatest Craps Guru. And he asked me if I would be interested in writing a book with him. I said, yes. And he loves craps and wanted to write about the don't side of craps. Um, Marty had some issues come up, and so I just kept writing. And he's the one that introduced me to Big Julie, uh, wine travel of Las Vegas. In case listeners don't know, Big Julie's the person who did the junkets from New York to Las Vegas from 1963 to 1983. And the story just kind of developed from there. And what is it about? Uh, the story's about Edwin R. Goldberg, who's an MBA graduate in 1974, and his girlfriend, Valerie Taylor, who's a gold digger, uh, decides she doesn't want to be with him because he cannot find work. Valerie ends up dating Johnny Accardi, who's a member of the Chicago Outfit. And Edwin answers an ad with Joseph Carter in the Chicago Sun-Times to be involved in the travel industry, uh, conducting junkets. And really, the junkets is a front for Edwin and three other associates that Joseph Carter hires to steal money from the casinos and organize crime. And Edwin knows that, yeah, he, Edwin knows that, you know, he's in trouble doing this. So he learns to become a floor trader at the Chicago Board of Trade, trading options, where he can legally steal money from the public. <laughs> but along the way, you know, there's a little twist in terms, and Edwin meets Bindi Maxwell, um, 
runs into Valerie Taylor and Johnny. Things happen. There's a murder. There's some, you know, romance involved. A little bit of everything. That's terrific. Now, did you have to do some research to recreate the Las Vegas of 1974 to make sure you had the right uh, casinos that were up and busy, or did you really not worry too much about it and just focus on the one or two places that we all know about? Oh, no, I, I research everything. I, I spend hours researching, make sure everything that I write is accurate and as realistic as possible. I make sure timelines are correct. I make sure that dates are accurate. Um, I just want it to be as realistic as possible. Well, that's terrific. What, what do you have next uh, for us? What's the next book that's in store? Well, the next one that will be released is called Love's Battlefield. And it's about a Phoenix divorce attorney who has a passion for crafts and meets a single mom in Las Vegas. He also wants to be a New York Times best-selling author. <laughs> Sounds autobiographical. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Great. Well, just uh, before we end, uh, let our listeners know where they can get this and if you have a website that they can find out more about you and the books you've written. Actually, um, the website is under construction, but they can get the, the book at uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any bookstore can order it for them, or even their libraries can order it if they want to check it out at the libraries. Well, that's terrific. Uh, David Medansky, author of Dark Money, professional crapshooter. You sound like a fascinating guy, and uh, I'm eager to follow your career as you become a best-selling author. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate taking the time to talk with me and have me as a guest today. You bet. Uh, let us know when uh, Love's Battlefield is out, and we'll have you back on. Will do. I appreciate that very much. Okay. Listeners, that was David Medansky, author, crapshooter, crap instructor. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our next guest shortly. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Hey, it's Ashley from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep. Now, not only can you pick up the special deal for four my pillows when you use our promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the my pillow mattress. The my pillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers, providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call one 800 319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. 
Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Listening to the House of Cards. Brunson, Gus Hansen, Seidel. Ain't nothing special. Watch them on TV back in my house, and it's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. (laughs) I know, man. I can always tell what they've got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their whole cards. There's no whole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding? You're going to have to read my face. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when uh, my producer, Dave Weishattle, joins me in the studio. And there he is. There I am. Handsome, standing yes. there by the microphone. Yes, what, what do we have this Always week, Dave? Standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a question from Suzanne from Palm Springs. Just reminding you, if a member of our audience has a question for our mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio, leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. And if we choose your question to answer on air, you'll receive a BorgataPoker.com baseball hat, a BorgataPoker.com t-shirt, a House of Cards custom poker chip, and a deck of official Hooters playing cards provided by our friends at Hooters of Princeton, New Jersey. I heard the interview with Stephen Crystal about gaming in Vietnam and never thought about casinos there. Where are the biggest emerging gaming markets worldwide and in the U.S.? Actually, you just came back from The biggest emerging emerging gaming markets. It's hard to keep up, but Macau is certainly the biggest gaming market. I don't know if you'd call it emerging. It emerged about 15 years ago, and then it accelerated enormously. And then uh, with the crackdown on corruption in China, it fell off uh, in 2014, but it's picking up speed again. Uh, Japan is soon to be an emerging market. They're expected to open a casino sometime in 2019, 2020. Let me Uh, me ask you, you just got back from Macau a couple months ago. Yes, I did. Did you get the sense that, they were fearful of Japan entering the no, market. Not that, even that, a little. Not even. Not even a, a little. Now, I, it's not like uh, the Chinese gamblers are going to come up to <laughs> right. me and say, "You know, I'm really afraid. Japan's What's going to happen when <laughs> they open in Japan?" Japan's opening up bingo hall. But I, I did speak to a number of the operators, uh, the, the poker room managers, the shift managers, the uh, table games guys, and the PR people, and I did ask them. I said, "You know." No, that's far in the future. They're not concerned at all. Uh, the Chinese money will stay in Macau. The number of Japanese gamblers that come to Macau is not totally insignificant, but it doesn't put any kind of major dent. Uh, as far as other emerging markets, I, I'm i just guessing. I mean, the United States is still growing. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. mean, we are. Op- they just opened up uh, two new casinos in New York. That's why I was going to say New York must be the U.S. Burgeoning, well, they've got two market. new casinos, yeah. one in uh, in the Schenectady area it's by upstate, the Capital yeah. District, Albany, and then one west of Syracuse in a place called Liverpool. Yeah. And, and they're going gangbusters. Right near the Jersey border. So that's, uh, that's, that's right. And there's area. one going to be opening up in the Catskills. So I don't know. Where else are they doing them? I, I don't know where else they're expanding. So that's but, I'll, I'll tell you a couple. It, not 
brick and mortar, but I know Pennsylvania and California want to really get into online, online. gaming, and that might be Ohio actually Ohio, is voting right? to get uh, online gaming. I don't know if that's what she's thinking about well, when she's either. talking about emerging markets. I must say, Palm Springs is a nice place to play poker. Really? I've played at the Agua Caliente poker room and the spa. I think the spa has closed their poker room because they're. No, I took four years of Spanish, so time. I know that means hot water spa. <laughs> <laughs> no, Agua Caliente means Agua Caliente. hot water. Hot water. <laughs> yes. So that's the only answer I can give. Is there another question? We certainly do. And oh, always ready with a question. This one is dripping with with frustration it seems like howard from scranton pennsylvania i'm a pennsylvania i'm from pennsylvania and i have been hearing that we're getting online gaming for two years now from news reports and statements from politicians leads me to believe that we are getting closer to it what changes them to lead them to say that this i don't even know what the hell he's talking about now okay let me read this one more time and try and figure out what he's asking we know he's from Pennsylvania, and he's been hearing that he's been getting online gaming for two years now. Okay, here's the grammatical part that I'll fix up. From news reports and statements from politicians leading him to believe that Pennsylvania is getting very close to getting online gaming. I believe Howard's asking, what changed which led these reports and these politicians to say, yes, Pennsylvania will be getting online gaming very soon and should he get his hopes up boom there we go i don't know of any change i don't know of any all of a sudden and i don't know of anything we, uh, being apparently done. in pennsylvania he's hearing that it's going to be this year it's going to be we're very close okay, to well, doing it why have the rumors become what they are as opposed to what they were i have no sure. clue uh i don't know i don't know the i don't know the basis on what his <laughs> surmise is uh made and i don't know how to answer that question <laughs> well, I, I, I think what he's trying to get out. I, Why does it I'm look a, more likely now than it used to look I, to get I, online I gaming? I think that way is getting money. Out, so. yeah, money. Money. That's it. I mean, that's always the something. answer. New Jersey's online gaming, the revenues rose 40% last year. So, really? Yeah. Another question? That's it? Do we have time you, you for another Out of question? No. We have no oh. more time. Thankfully, we yeah, <laughs> boy, to wow. end this segment. Listeners, come back next week. And until then, good luck and good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>